Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Good morning, Blue Jays fans. I'm Craig Gordon. Here is your morning mash on the Bird Watching Gamecast. So, the winning streak has come to an end for the Toronto Blue Jays as the New York Yankees beat the Blue Jays in a really, really close game last night. Unfortunately, this sportscaster had to listen to it on the uh, audio feed on MLB.tv because, you know, the Yankees here in New York are blacked out everywhere and it was not on the Yes channel for the first time in a million years. So, gripes aside, one more reason for me to hate the Yankees. So, as I had mentioned, the Yankees won 4-3 to three in a uh, very, very close affair that became a battle of bullpens at the end. And unfortunately, the Blue Jays came up just short because of an Aaron Judge two-run home, or a home run that really put the icing on the cake. Um, then, of course, Dylan Batances and Andralis uh, Chapman came out and slammed the door shut on a Blue Jay rally. But they did put a valiant effort in as uh, they had been coming to be known for. Um, they scored the most in it, or most runs in baseball after the seventh inning. And that's not just the American League, folks. That's all of the major leagues. And it was 35 going into last night, and they scored one more. So that's 36 total. Um, the Blue Jays are slightly ridiculous after the seventh inning, and I think that just goes to show the uh, heart and the hustle that is on this team. So, on the mound, Aaron Sanchez had a great outing. Um, unfortunately, the three earned runs was just enough to watch the Yankees walk away with the win in this one. Seven hits, two strikeouts, two walks um, through six innings. But this is the Aaron Sanchez that we have come to expect. I don't care if he allows three runs in a game, but he is doing a great job keeping the Blue Jays in the game. And yesterday, just like the bats, the cold weather basically froze everything, and it wouldn't shock me that the cold air led to some missed pitches for Aaron Sanchez that he wouldn't have missed in previous outings or in the dome. As I had mentioned, Aaron Judge came through for the Yankees anyways, as much as we all hate to say it. Hit a home run of a Tyler Clippard, and that is Tyler Clippard's third earned run of the season, and all of his earned runs have come off of home runs. So when Clippard can uh, keep everybody low in the zone and keep the ball in the ballpark, he's been pretty much unstoppable to this point. John Axford would come in and pitch uh, the last inning for the Blue Jays and was solid again. So the bullpen is still going very, very strong for the Blue Jays. Most nights when you only allow one one run after the seventh, you might be still in the ball game, but that was not the case on Thursday. So on offense, the Blue Jays really couldn't get that big hit that they needed to really break this open. I'm actually very impressed they were able to score three runs when they batted just two for 14 with runners in scoring position. Um, one of those runs was scored on a pass ball. 
as Luke Bailey came in around and scored from third base. That was the one that opened up the ball ball game. And Luke Bailey is once again the, the hero for getting the third run. A single up the middle that just squeaked by a weird shift by the New York Yankees. Uh, scored a run. So there you go. That was run number two. And then Curtis Granderson drove in Teoscar Hernandez on a single after pinch hitting later in the ball game to get the third. So just just six hits for the Blue Jays and a couple walks. So there was not too many base runners, but they were able to get up to the scoring position as reflected by that two for 14 uh, runners in scoring position number I had mentioned. So unfortunately dropping game one to the Bronx Bombers, but the Blue Jays have been playing great baseball, and we'll hope that they can pick right back up where they left off on Friday, as Marco Estrada will take on Sonny Gray. So, minor league baseball. We had an afternoon game for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats, and once again, Vladimir Guerrero is still hot, everybody. Get used to it. As uh, the Fisher Cats are taking on Tim Tebow's Binghamton Rumble Ponies. I keep wanting to say Mets, folks, but it's no longer the Binghamton Mets. It's the Binghamton Rumble Ponies. Just to make the internet fun, they were the ones that named it. So if that gives you any idea. So, nine hits for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats led to a 5-2 win. And the offense backing up an insane start by Jordan Romano. So, we'll go through the offense first as... Pretty much the whole lineup uh, contributed in some way or fashion. Top hit, top six batters in this one all had hits, and the two, three, or sorry, three, four, five hitters all both had a pair. Lambert Guerrero, as I mentioned, went two for four with another run scored, and Kevin Biggio, folks, batting in the two hole as Boba Shett was given the day off. One for three with a double and then a run, our RBI scored, and a run scored as well. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., two for four, with a home run, as he hits his first one of the season to really help push this one over the top. The two-run bomb, um, like I said, was kind of like the seal for this one, or the nail in the coffin, so to speak. That would be the offense for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. As I mentioned, an insane start from Jordan Romano as he picks up his second win of the season. One run scored during his seven innings of work. Allowed just uh, two hits, folks. Jordan Romano um, figured out a lot of things last year with the Dineen Blue Jays. Looks like he's taking that into the Eastern League and doing exactly what he needs to do. So three, er, three walks, though, would be the only possible argument I can make you for... Uh, a rough spot during this outing. Four strikeouts as he basically held down the Rumble Ponies and tamed them. Uh, Jose Fernandez got in an inning and two-thirds of work, allowed a run, but, did, but uh, didn't go too nuts. There was two hits that led to the run. Uh, hadn't walked a batter, and then Jackson McKellen came in and got the uh, save. So... Good stuff for the New Hampshire Fisher Cats as they continue to assert their dominance all over the diamond across the Eastern League. Down to Dunedin, where the uh, Blue Jays ended up losing a close one. Um, a late surge from the Fort Myers Miracle. 
Um, really got this one over with at the end. And just three hits for the Dunedin Blue Jays. Um, they were able to capitalize on a few errors that led to the two runs that they had in this loss. Uh, three errors uh, were committed by the uh, Miracle. So in the middle of the, this game, you know, it's, that's how it is. Joshua Palacios had the only RBI, uh, and it was on a ground out. So if that gives you any idea of what was going on in this one. Eric Pinto had two hits as the leading hit person for the Dunedin Blue Jays. On the hill, Josh DeGraff, six and a third, six hits, but was only able to give up just two two runs, and it was on a home run. So good style to start from him. Six strikeouts, just one walk. So Josh DeGraff is off and running and has been looking very good so far. A couple little spots in his outings that would be the rough spots. Overall, though, doing pretty good. Nick Fishman would come in, pitching a third, and so would Joshua Hugara. So, close one for the uh, Dunedin Blue Jays, but unfortunately they were unable to find the lumber to really get back into this one. Speaking of lumber, the Lansing Lugnuts uh, <laughs> were able to uh, stay close in this one with a couple of big innings, but uh, were unable to really match what the Lake County captains did in the second inning. So, they would uh, lose this one four to three, and they, more or less they might have helped them out a little too much. Two, just two hits for the Lake County captains, but four errors on the docket for the Lansing Lugnuts. Few too many to keep in this one, folks. And that's what happens when you uh, forget fundamentals, or just in this case, it was probably wicked cold and not helping out any. So that's how it is. And that's how the ball falls sometimes. But um, once again, Kevin Bakuna is two for four, four for five in this one, folks. Picking up most of the hits for the Lansing Lugnuts. And um, yeah, that would be the, pretty much the story for the offense. Uh, Chavez Young, I forgot to mention, also had a pair of hits in this one. Yesney Diaz would be the story of the day, though, for the uh, Lansing Lugnuts as he has another stellar outing. Six innings, just two hits. No earned runs, folks, but there were three given while he was on the hill because of the errors. Two walks and five strikeouts. Yesney Diaz has clearly figured something out and has been pounding the strike zone this season. Uh, that was his one possible flaw last season was he struggled with some control here at times. Has an electric fastball clearly has figured it out um, how to command the rest of his pitches even in the cold weather it'll be very interesting to see if he continues this for the rest of the season because it has been fun to watch anyways everybody back to just Blue Jays in general I think we have to talk uh, the Teoscar Hernandez the Solarte fun uh, how do we keep this line up together when we have Kendris Morales coming off the DL today Allegedly, I have not seen the headline. They had been talking about it the last 24 hours or so that they're going to make room for Morales, who's coming off the DL today. Josh Donaldson's not too far behind. So who goes would be the first question. Um, I think for the weekend series here that Tim Beza might be the first person on the chopping block to go back to Buffalo. But the other questions are, is Gifted Gope going to stay? 
Um, is Teoscar going to stay? I think he's earned a spot, and I think he's won over the fans and John Gibbons. I would expect him to stay with his club one way or the other, but how do you get him at bats? Are you planning on putting Kendris Morales back into this lineup and hoping he swings it? Or are you going to keep running with the hot hand with Solarte and Teoscar Hernandez? It's going to be a very interesting situation to see. And I haven't seen this in a while. You know, when was the last time Blue Jays fans have had this argument of too much talent to squeeze into the lineup? Um, and I think that just gives credit to what the Toronto Blue Jays brass has been able to do over this past offseason, grabbing all these good young, good players and just bombarding this lineup with talent. That's just how it is, and I think it's going to be great for this team one way or the other. We've already seen when Josh Donaldson goes down, or anybody goes down for a little bit of time even, this team can still win and be a very fun ball, ball club to watch. So hopefully Teoscar stays, like I said. We'll see who it is when the official announcement comes out probably just before game time tonight. So Blue Jays fans, 7 o'clock, Marco Estrada versus Sonny Gray, as I had mentioned. Let's keep this train rolling, everybody, and it's been a good time so far. There is something about this team. Get excited, and let's go, Blue Jays. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.